One second. Okay. All right. Very good. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for joining uh, this live session. Uh, or if you're listening or watching the recording, um, after a little bit of a summer break, we are back with our weekly session. Our weekly session, you know, it's about real estate investing, of course. I bring a topic that either bugs me or a question I've heard over the past week or so, and I make it a topic or or some point of a discussion. The whole point of this session is to kind of educate you about investing in real estate and, of course, uh, engage with you. And hopefully, you will like what you hear. You would like the uh, the knowledge, the experience, the authenticity, and come and work with us. You know, investing. You know, in real estate. Few words about us, about myself. My name is Danny Bate Orr. My company is Simply Do It. Uh, my company and myself have been helping real estate investors to invest in rental properties around the country. I've been doing it since 2004. Actually, I started investing personally in 2002 but helping others to, since 2004, buying rental properties. Usually we buy nice rental properties around the country. We do it all remotely. Um, you know, most of our investors, uh, buyers are buying, you know, are investing sight unseen. Uh, we vet carefully properties, areas, metros, teams, etc. So we can provide you with a good platform, solid platform for investments. Usually the way what we do is we just help you go through the, you know, through the, all the challenges of investing in real estate. Um, from the idea, you know, how to go about it, all the way to the execution, where to go, how to buy, who to use. Uh, from my experience, after close to 5,000 real estate transactions, probably somewhere a little bit you know, between 4,500 to 5,000 for the past 16 plus years, usually it looks like this. Huh, I live in California, I live in Silicon Valley, I live in New York, I want to invest in real estate, it makes sense to me for, the, for different reasons, and I am just not sure how to go about it, or locally real estate is so expensive, I have no idea, you know, how to tackle this. I heard out of state is a great idea or a good idea, but I know nothing about going out of state. Who can I trust? Where should I go? How do I do it? What about challenges and challenges and questions and questions and questions? And that's where we come in. There's a huge gap of knowledge, you know, we all have from wanting to do something all the way to executing. And that gap is where we step in and we try to close that gap for you by experience, guidance, Teams, systems, processes, etc. So that's what we do day in, day out. We operate in multiple U.S. metros, um, and we typically buy nice properties, nice schools, you know, good schools. You know, we don't typically go after the um, low-end, crappy properties, old properties. Uh, a classical example would be a nice single-family home. Three bathrooms, two and a half, you know, sorry, three bedrooms, two and a half bath, two car garage in a suburb of Nashville or a suburb of Kansas City. And the property management company that we vetted will come in, will uh, will rent, will list it out, will rent it out, and you can actually, um, you know, be the owner of that property. That example, 
you know, of a property that I have in mind. It's a nice house. Probably the entire transaction, the entire property cost about 200,000, give or take. Maybe, you know, we can go as low as 150, maybe go up even as, as, as 250, but most of them are 175 to 200,000, and that will buy you a nice house, you know, in a nice part of town, in the suburb, you know, when we want to go and find that nice family with the kids that will go to school, that's our ideal target audience or target you know, clientele renters that we're looking and going after. Um, some of the uh, recently, due to the pandemic and due to the, the, the challenges that the, this country or the world is going through, a common question is what's happening, what's going on, is there a recrashing, etc. So I'm not going to dive into it because I don't want to take too much of the time from today's topic, but um, just so I can give you a gist of what's going on in my world of real estate. Well, we have uh, in all the properties that are purchased through us through us in the past 10-ish years, uh, plus um, the number of properties that are going into, into some going through some difficulties in collecting rent or issues with tenant is practically, I don't want to say zero, but it's close to zero. It's, a, it's you know, maybe no, no, no more than 10 properties that are running into more difficult situation due to the uh, COVID. We always have, you know, when you own real estate, there's always going to be a time where tenant is having an issue regardless of what's going on right now. So that's a normal uh, practice. Um, but the type of uh, renters we work with, usually we don't see a lot of evictions. We don't see a lot of issues, uh, although they do happen. It's part of uh, owning real estate. And right now, um, our rent collection has not dropped um, dramatically at all. Yes, there are a few issues that we can connect to COVID and few issues that got, you know, things that we were dealing with before COVID that COVID kind of escalated. All of those things are being addressed. So the reason I'm saying it, if we put all those 10 houses aside that are issues that we can kind of connect them to, to COVID, uh, the rest are either no issues or minimal issues, maybe a little bit of hiccups here and there. But for the most part, um, the in our investment formula of locations and areas and how to go about it, you know, uh, is, is, is going through a, a distress test right now and surviving it so far. So that's a good sign. I'm very pleased, you know, very happy about it. Um, just yesterday, I was having a conversation with someone and I told him, you know, for 10 years since the crash of 2008, my starting point when choosing areas and investing and you know uh, where to invest and areas to invest and how to go about investing as always the starting point is there's going to be another downturn there's going to be another slow time like economical slow time when i don't know but when the mindset goes through that will happen sooner or later because we know it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when then that's how a lot of the decisions are coming through and I can tell you throughout the years I gave up or I missed quote-unquote opportunities that did not match my uh, conservative uh, formula conservative approach and in long term um, I have no one calling and complaining and bitching and and uh, you know and crying or anything about issues you know except the normal stuff that we have regardless of the COVID uh, uh, pandemic. So just to give you a, a kind of gist of it, we can help you, whether you are based in the U.S., in the West Coast, in the East Coast, in the North, in the South, it doesn't matter, out of state. Uh, we have uh, uh, people from Europe. We are now 
uh, having, um, um, I think for the first time, an Australian uh, investor coming on board, uh, the first one. So those are, those are the people that we help and they say, I need some guidance, I need some system, processes, etc. Can you help me with that? The answer is yes, I can definitely try. Best way to start is get in touch with us, uh, complete a quick intake form, two or three minutes, and then we say, we we go to, we go on a uh, we jump on a call together. We talk for half an hour ish, get some answers, questions answered, answered, uh, get some concern addressed, and then decide if this is a good uh, way for you to proceed working with us. Um, so by all means, get in touch. I will put the uh, our, how to get in touch with us. You can just go to simplydoit.net forward slash intake simplydoit.net forward slash intake and complete the you know the, the form or email me or my assistant at meet like meeting m-e-e-t meet at simplydoit.net meet at simplydoit.net um, then we'll take it from there all right perfect if you can hear me you can see me um, you know Put your uh, comments uh, below uh, or on the, sorry, on the somewhere in the, on your screen so I can address questions, etc. What are we going to talk about? What the what I want to talk about today is a long, you know, kind of old questions. And that is, should you sell your property when you get to that point um, as for sale by owner, by yourself, or should you use an agent? And that's a question, uh, a question I get every once in a while. Um, I think there's multiple ways how to address this question, uh, how to answer this question. Um, one of the things that, uh, um, that I've noticed over the years is that investors or owners, um, they go about these questions in a different way. So th th this question is going to be a completely different one if you're local or remotely. Uh, if you're doing it locally or remotely, if you're uh, comfortable or not. Everything I'm going to talk about in this session, in a way, connects to a new guide that I put together. It's called the For Sale by Owner Guide, which I decided to do something here. You can see it here. Um, I decided to do something. Uh, it's available online. If you register to this event, you should receive the PDF of it. If you didn't, email us. We'll share with you. It's free. It's about, I don't know, 15-ish page, pages or so. And what I did with this for sale by owner guide is I gave you the directions, suggestions, uh, checklists, etc. to, first of all, go through the, you know, go through the, uh, um, um, like a self-test, self-evaluation. Should you, uh, um, um, should you even consider doing for sale by owner or not and also if you are doing a for sale by owner what will be a good way for you to go about it and there's a checklist that i've created there of 14 things you can do in order to boost your um your chances for 14 to 15 things you can do to boost your price and boost your um your time you know time to sell it the reason I think my, this guide is, is better or different than what you would find out there is because this is written by a someone, me, that has been mostly on the buyer side throughout my career. So I had plenty of transactions as a seller side, but by far most of the transactions I have done in my career are on the buyer side. 
And when when you're on the buyer side, you get to see what how sellers are behaving and are there, you know, what the challenges, what the issues are. And I took that knowledge and experience and said, okay, I gotta correct, I gotta help sellers, homeowners, uh, investors, doesn't matter, kind of change or shift some of the mindsets. Um, especially if they are considering selling, um, you know, for you know, um, selling by themselves and not using an agent. Um, so I suggest it's an easy read, simple one. There are few, I believe you would you find few, quite a few good ideas, suggestions how to tackle this uh, from many angles. Um, but let's talk about for a second if you should consider selling for sale by owner or not. Or with an agent. Now, many owners are saying, "Why would I go to an agent? The agent does, you know, does nothing, okay, so to speak. They only give me access to the MLS, and why do I need to? Why do I need them? You know, for the access, I can find a way out to put in the MLS by myself, or through a third-party uh, listing service, or, um, um, or um, um, some, you know, put it on other websites." And then I don't need to pay that three to six percent, etc. As a as someone who buys a lot and tries to work with for sale by owners directly with the owners, on one hand, I really like that. I like that when I have a for sale by owner that I can communicate with. Oh my God, that's my favorite. We'll give you an example. As we speak, as we speak, we just finished today the inspection period a due diligence period on three fourplexes not too far from Dallas, Dallas, Texas, for sale by owner. All the communication was between me or my agent, three buyers, each, buy, each buying its own fourplex, and one seller who's selling all three of them. The fact that we ended up or met or came across a seller who is communicative, responsive, reasonable, logical, that is an amazing, you know, position to be in because we could talk to the guy and, you know, and, and navigate all the challenges that we had from pricing to offers to inspections, etc. Remember, it's, think about this, it's a four, three fourplexes, so that means 12 doors, 12 units, 12 tenants. That's not an easy thing to navigate on a normal day, not to mention on a, during COVID. So inspection, appraisal, all of those things that are very challenging. Um, we were lucky to come across a seller who is interested and motivated and communicative, which makes this transaction, I don't want to say easy, but easier. Nine out of 10 for sale by owners that I reach out to them, I would say eight to nine, communication and um Information is, is terrible. Most don't even respond. What kind of a, a, of, a, of, a, of a seller are you if you're not responding to emails, even phone calls, texts, whatever option for someone who wants to buy? Well, it could be that one or two out of them are already under contract. Okay. And maybe, you know, maybe they're automatically thinking that me as a potential buyer, I'm just you know, someone who wastes their time. It's possible but I'm not. How can I move forward with a transaction without the seller being responsive? So the first thing that I see with sellers is responsiveness. So if you are not good with responding, 
then go ahead and let, let the agent deal, deal with that. It's terrible. I don't know why people do that. What's the point? And I see those houses many times listed for such a long time. Why are you doing this? You're hurting yourself. So first of all, you got to evaluate if this is the right mechanism for you to follow through, you know, and, and, you know, and, and actually handle it. Because guess what? A buyer will have questions. A buyer would want to know what's the condition of the property. The buyer would ask you, I see your property listed for sale by owner on Zillow. Why the heck did you put only four photos of the property? What's wrong with you, right? Why didn't you put 20? Maybe you're hiding something, see? The mentality of a buyer, you're all, maybe you're hiding something. Why are you putting those horrible photos to begin with? Why aren't you, do you want to sell? It's, that, that's, I get crazy. Someone is putting their house for sale by owner. Can't you take the time to do proper photos? Can't you take the time and clean the house before you uh, take the photos? Do you want to sell or not? Do you want to maximize the price or not? Do you want to sell as fast as possible or not? What the heck are you doing, right? So, so some of you that are listening are saying, oh, of course, it's trivial. Well, it's a no-brainer. I should clean the house. I should take good photos, right? I should put many photos online. I should maybe disclose some of the issues that I know to feel some more, more comfortable, right? This, those issues will come up sooner or later. If you're not disclosing those issues and you're hiding them, that means you are, you know, it will be revealed later on and now we all wasted time and maybe we're under contract and, for, and I know you don't care about someone else, you know, you know, spending money on inspection, but you're under contract. You wasted time, your time, your time. So what I want you to do first, and this is actually on our, on this for sale by owner guide, there's a self-test check, has six questions. And you should go through those questions and say, okay, this is me or this is not me, okay? I am good with responsiveness or I'm not. And if you're failing those tests, you should definitely consider not selling, you know, doing it for sale by owner. Or at least maybe you have a spouse and the spouse is more communicative. So there's a bunch of things you can do, and I'll go over them in a second, to help you address those things, right? Remember, I my assumption is this. If you're doing it for sale by owner, you want to sell the house, maximum you know, price available, and as fast as possible, right? I'm not saying you're under pressure to sell, but would you, if you're putting it for sale now, I would assume you want to sell it in the next month or two, not in the next six months. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, you know, I could be wrong about it, but just something to think about. So take the time and go through those things and position your house, position your house in a much better way and presentable to sell. Especially now, everything becomes even more strict or challenging with this COVID, right? People don't want to go to a house and, and check it before they know more. And you may not even want to have people come through the house that you Sometimes it could be your primary residence, you're living there. Sometimes it could be rented with a tenant. Sometimes it could be vacant. Still, it's a hustle and trouble. Okay, don't you want to make, do the maximum, you know, the maximum effort 
to get things from right information to a you know to to a seller to, sorry to a buyer so you can actually eventually when you have the right person coming to the house to see to inspect whatever it's the, the biggest chances this is that it will be will be the buyer right we only need one buyer we're going to talk to three dozens maybe show the house to five but we only need one buyer but we have to streamline those buyers over so a lot of people are just not putting the time and effort and i could never understand what is wrong with you right so first of all what i want to suggest is go over the self test check and see if this is if for sale by owner is even the right tool for you to go it's six questions easy questions at least evaluate yourself are you gonna succeed or fail okay now <clears throat> i want to give you some tips how you can maximize and all those tips you know we, we created this che che checklist and all those uh, items on the checklist are for you you can do them by yourself you can some of them you may need to hire a professional to help you with but it's something that will for sure help you with this whole uh, purpose remember position your house to in, a, in in the best possible way to get you know to be sold right it's very easy very easy idea so by the way the guy that i have it's not the guy that i'm keep talking about the for sale by owner guy that i created remember it's not just it's not just it, it doesn't just talk about those things it talks about different pricing op options you have and how do you sell a house? You know, it tackles the fact that how do you sell a house um, that is, uh, you know, uh, occupied with a tenant? A lot of people are challenged. How do I sell a house, you know, with tenant occupied? Um, how do you position your house for sale? There's multiple things, uh, you know, the guy tackles. But I want to talk for a second about things you can do to, to help yourself with uh, uh, positioning your house. First thing I want to talk about is staging. Do you have to stage? No. Should you stage? Well, it depends, right? If you can, it could help. If you bring the correct staging, it will help. Do you have to stage the entire house? No. Should you stage maybe the main areas that you want to present? Absolutely. My favorite things with staging is especially with houses that have some challenges, meaning the layout is a little bit off or, or there's a niche that it's kind of not sure so it kind of helps to to it's really helping someone who walks through the house or looking at this um the house to um to see how you how someone a stager a professional mitigated or corrected you know a fact of a niche or 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 a layout or something like that so it's gonna help so staging by the way staging can be done real staging and staging can be done virtual, meaning you get someone, you know, uh, uh, that that takes the, the the photo of the room, and um, and they put they plug in furniture on the photo. It costs much 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 less. It will be very fast, and then you can use those photos online. Obviously, when someone comes in, they will see that the house is not staged, but it will still help. So regular staging, uh, uh, virtual staging, clean the house clean the house right and then do if you do have st photo uh, staging do the photos after it's cleaned and after it's you know stage and if you're not you know if you're not uh, um, uh, doing staging or you and you're doing the bare minimum to clean you know what 
How bad is it when you take a photos of your kitchen and your kitchen is the sink is piled with with uh, um, you know with with uh, dishes and the the countertops are this you know just a mess from breakfast. Come on. You, you may think that I'm joking. I've seen those things, right? So you don't have to clear it, but at least have it organized and clean so it looks you know nicer. It present it's more presentable. So do those things. You know, cleaning, deep cleaning, photography. Um, I think it will be very helpful for you if you actually spend the money and do an inspection so you're not surprised. Plus, you take the inspection report and you fix some of the things. And then you can say, hey, I have an inspection report for you that was done a month ago, two weeks ago. And also, here are the things that I already corrected or not. But at least the buyer comes like, okay, there, there's an inspection report. Good, I can I can look into it. Now I can move faster with the process. I can do not, maybe as a buyer, I, I'm going to tell you, you know what, I, I'm not even, I don't need to do another inspection. Or I'm going to do an inspection, but I only need seven days. Or I'm aware of the situation. Or So this is will help streamline the process. Remember, it's not just pricing, it's also, you know, speed. So that's another thing. Um, put together the seller disclosure statement. Put together the seller disclosure statement to your best of your ability. And you know what? Put it clearly. Please put it clearly. When you're doing it handwriting and you have a messy handwriting, guess what? I'm getting the seller disclosure. I was like, oh my God, I got to read this horrible handwriting. It's like, what did he mean? Or what did he say? Or I can't understand. Like, what's the challenge? Take five minutes, go online, complete it, and done. I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't that help? Right? Just do it better. It's so easy. Why are you, you know, why are you cutting corners here, right? You want to sell. Remember, we want to sell. We want to maximize. By the way, all those things that we're doing, what kind of a message am I sending to a buyer when the house is clean and, <coughs> and I have everything in order and prepared and I'm disclosing? What kind of a message am I giving to this buyer? This buyer says, okay, this seller is a normal human being it's not it's he's not trying to con me anyway he's not trying to hide anything he sends such a strong message every time we don't do those things the buyer immediately thinks that okay this guy is is hiding something this guy is like manipulating me and it's it could be not true at all but that's the underlying message that comes through when not doing you know it's properly so those those four photos that you put online give me a break that's nothing that's that's terrible right put more um cleaning photography seller disclosure um if you can spend a few bucks on drone photography that really helps especially if it's a nice community nice area it will help right it's not critical but it will help one thing that i like doing is doing a simple sketch of the floor plan when i'm online looking at zillow or something and going through the property and i am unable to to kind of get the feel how the floor plan or maybe it's a complicated one if you do a simple sketch we don't have to bring the permits we don't have to do simple here is it doesn't even have to be a you know properly uh you know dimensions just to give me a sense as a buyer here's the kitchen here's this room here's this room second floor garages all of those things they really help to for me to kind of come to bring everything together so floor plan or sketch is helpful um, if you've done recent upgrades in the past years 
Mention it. Mention it. Roof was replaced in 2016. That's, that's really important. Water heater last year, new dishwasher, new this, I've done this. Mention it. Don't, why are you, make it easy for me to like, okay, the price is high, but the new roof or relatively new roof or a new HVAC system, right? Those things will help me like, ah, oh, okay, there's some mitigating factors, but you're hiding it or you're not sharing that. Why? Don't you want to sell again? Sell. Um, um, there's another thing I call interior time. I'm going to skip that. Uh, uh, spend the time on putting a proper description. For example, what I like to see, you know, amazing neighborhood, amazing, you know, close to shopping. Come on, give me a break. I can see it on the, on the map. I don't need you to tell me that, right? But you tell me gated community, there is a pool in the community, or there is a boat access to, you know, you know, in the community, something like this. So it's hard to find those things, like those features from the community. And then what I like to see, you know, for example, main floor has kitchen in the back, you know, large backyard, and then we have half bath and, you know, and another guest bedroom, main floor, upper level, two bedroom, three bedroom, this, 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 basement. Basement is not fully finished or partially finished. Well, half of the basement is not finished, but can be finished for a full family room. We do have one bedroom, one bathroom in the basement that are fully finished. I, it's hard to get it from the photos. Now you are presenting me with the facts, with the information. War, you know, school is down the block within a walking distance. Elementary school is down the block, and, you know, with literally, you know, a walking distance. They point those things out. This, those, you know, no need to fluff. No need to hype. Just tell me what, what, what you see, what you like. You know, th those things will help you. Like, okay, this guy is telling me, he's helping me. Building. I need to create a mental image of your house. Photos, floor plan, description. Now I have it. Now I know if it's a good fit for me or not. Then I want to pursue it. I have all the issues. I know what the upgrades. Those things will help you uh, um, uh, take care, you know, kind of build that mental image. Uh, if if there are things that are disturbing visually or or problematic, sometimes it's worth spending two, three, five, and maybe a thousand, maybe do it yourself. Little project correcting those things, and by by doing so, you will be able to eliminate an issue and make it nicer, right? So spend that, pick that brush, paint that wall, or correct that, you know that that that. Messy, you know, uh, uh, older child bedroom that was with posters, uh, you know, uh, glue or anything. So those things will help you um, uh, to, to maximize the price. So everything I'm talking about, everything, and much, much more is available on this guide. If you, uh, the guide is called for FSBO guide, increase profit, sell faster, and it's powered by uh, our... Um, for sale by owner website, which is Kavadoo.com. Kavadoo is K-A-V-A-D-O-O.com. We created a website for people to list their houses, either as tenant-occupied, you know, rental property, Airbnb, so you can actually uh, um, list your property for sale by owner um, on that website. We are running you know, a, a special for the next three months because we're launching it. No fees to you. It's free. So if you want to do that, you can actually go ahead and, 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 and list your website, uh, list your house on 
Kavadu, do with the double O, dot com. Um, and there are no fees. Okay, no fees. Um, and you can download this guide, go through an easy read, and maximize, maximize the potential of your property. But you got to put a little effort. You want to maximize, you got to put the effort. If you don't want to maximize, you know, go ahead and, and work with an agent. But guess what? Even an agent that will come in will tell you, if they're good, some of the things they will tell you. I have never met the listing, the selling agent, the listing agent that comes through and gives you all those tips and suggestions. They'll give you a few of them, maybe. All of them? Eh, rarely. If you find that person, oh my God, stick into that person. It's probably really good. I only met few listing agents in my career, my entire career, that I could say, oh my God, what a pro. Most of the listing agents that I have met through my career were anywhere from lazy to spoiled. I don't know, uh, something like that. But few, can probably think of two right now, were exceeding the expectations, were proactive, were one step ahead. So just to give you a heads up. Um, I am done with what I wanted to cover. Remember the gist of it, two things. First of all, Check if for sale by owner is even the right way for you to go. Maybe not, right? So you got to ask yourself those five, six questions first in order to know if this is the right thing for you to do. Second, if you're still going with the for sale by owner, you know, use our checklist to maximize and prep your house so you can actually um, uh, be more successful with the property. And the last thing I want to say is in my entire career, I have heard from, especially from listing agents, that if I have a rented house or an occupied with a tenant house and I want to sell it, I might as well wait until the lease is over and then I can sell it uh, for a variety of reasons. And, and we're going to talk about it in some other time. I want to tell you there's some truth to it, but it doesn't have to be the case. And I think that if you go through the for sale by owner guide and read through, you will understand how you can overcome that challenge. And that known fact or conception by agents that wait until the tenant you know, leaves can be tackled or can a challenge that can be over, overcome if done correctly. There are things we can do in order to overcome that challenge of selling an occupied house or a tenanted house. I am done with my portion, with my portion and promotion. And I am going to wait here for a second and see if we have any questions coming in. I just want to say um, the following. This information is available live now, but also rec being recorded on three channels. Facebook, on the Facebook of Simply Do It, on our YouTube channel that has tons of videos, and on the on YouTube and on the podcast. So you can actually consume this on our podcast as well. Um, well however, uh, you know, it's best for you. That's fine. We are putting a lot of information out there. I try to do those sessions once a week. We, take a, we took a little bit of a summer break. Now we're back. School is back a little bit easier. Um, and with that said, I want to thank you for taking the time and watching this. I want to uh, thank you for <coughs> participating. I hope to hear from you. Get in touch with us if you want to um, assistant with uh, selling your house, we're right here. 
we have uh, a lot of investors that are, would be interested in buying houses directly from owners <coughs> um, with or without a tenant. No problem there. Um, so get in touch with us if that's what you want to do. Get in touch with us if you want to invest and buy rental properties in different parts of the country. And we can speak in person in more intimate environment and see if we can help you do that. Thank you. Have a terrific long weekend. See you next week. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye.